Ah, planning. It's an essential skill, and it's fraught for those of us with ADHD. There are minefields, there's natural resistance to even doing it at all, and then there's <laughs> follow-through. Today, we're tackling all three, so you can be successful at planning. Hi, I'm David. Maybe something about my story will sound familiar to you. I was a business owner working in marketing who had somehow managed to make it all the way to my 40s before I discovered that the thing that was torpedoing my world was ADHD. So I went on a quest. I was looking for a coach and I found the amazing Dana Rayburn. I saw such dramatic results that I thought more people need a dose of Dana in their lives. And... The Kick Some ADHD podcast was born. So back to reality, Dana? Back to reality, David, and please be kind. <laughs> you you sound like you're having a rough day, Dana. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've been having a rough week, David. I, I'm so sorry. I feel your pain. I really do. <laughs> it's... It's Dana's not feeling well today, dear listener. So, you know, I might have to step in once in a while so she can cough or blow her nose or whatever. But <laughs> it's it's uh, it's it's episode 136 and it's three steps for realistic ADHD planning. And realistically, Dana, we are we are not going to have the vibrant episode today that we might normally have otherwise. Oh, come on. You, you, We're, you think, I'm going to rise to the occasion. OK, I Promise. believe you are. I believe I believe you are. <laughs> it's just my head's full of snot. Sorry. Uh, it happens. It happens. We all understand. <laughs> it's also the time of year when it happens for, for many people because of Yes. The, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we were doing planning prompts last week. Yeah, we were, David, the do. What do I need to do? What do I need to buy? Who do I need to tell? Yeah. When we've got to figure out something. And, and those planning prompts nudged me to think more about ADHD and planning and some of the things that hang us up. Well, I'm glad you're thinking about this because this is a topic I need to think more about just by virtue of the fact that I need to strengthen my planning muscle. So I appreciate this. Well, you know, with ADHD, we get really tangled up in planning. I hadn't noticed that. And for listener, dearest listener, if you want to go back and listen to episode 135, for all the reasons that we get tangled up, do so. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. We're building on that one today. So uh, it's the word realistic that's jumping out at me in the title today. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed my fantasy planning. (laughs) Yes, your fantasy planning. This totally optimistic planning. Yeah. And that's the thing that I've seen with myself and over the years with clients. It's just we're so unrealistic. We live in this fantasy land of planning and that causes all kinds of problems for us. I, I often wonder why don't I ever learn? You know, I because I, I think I think well I'm being realistic when I'm making a plan, and it turns out not really. <laughs> no, no, and this one is hard to do. All right, I've been working on this one for years, and I don't always hit the mark. We're aiming to get closer. There we go. All right, and to realize what's going on. I appreciate that reminder. The perfection is not the goal. That's good. no. And we're and what we really want is we want a useful plan that can guide our day and not leave us feeling like we're these horrid failures at the end of every single day because we don't get done what needs to be done. Yeah, I appreciate that. I, I am better these days at not judging myself too much. Like I'm looking at my plan for the day from four business days ago, three business days ago, 
and I've done one of the things on the list, and I didn't do it that day. <laughs> but the plan is yeah. still useful for me because it's still like, oh, yeah, these are the things that I identified as the priorities, you know, so mm-hmm. that's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's helping me. Yeah. So, so there you go. And so what the, and what I'm hearing, you're doing a bigger picture plan and the success club, we, we have a different levels of planning. And, and so that's more of the weekly plan, the bigger picture plan. But, well, and it, it did become that, but Dana, when I, <laughs> when you were supposed I, to be the when day, when I created it, it was the plan for that day. I somehow <laughs> thought. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to give you a, an out there, David. No, I can't take that out. I can't take, okay. I appreciate you trying to give me credit for that, but no, it, this was me being completely fantastical. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we want we know you're fantastic, but oh. we don't want you to be fantastical. Okay, well, uh, that's very kind, Dana. So can you bring me back to Earth? <laughs> okay, so the reality is we want to be able to plan in a way that works for you and how you think and work and is useful and sets you up for success. Okay, okay. I like that, the sound of that. And we got three steps for this. Oh, good, okay. So the first thing, become a pessimistic planner. <laughs> Now, David, you know me. I'm one of probably one of the most optimistic people that you possibly know. Second only to myself. To you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, second only to you. It's true. Yeah. It, it, no, it's true. You are very optimistic. Yeah. But I have and, noticed that you're good at being a, pe- a pessimistic planner. Well, I don't. Yeah, I, I'm, I've been working on it. Well, when you're when you're discussing my plans. <laughs> Discussing your plans. I'm really I guess good I at I can't speak to what you do with your own plans, but I know from my plans you're often very pessimistic. About I'm really them. very pessimistic and realistic. Okay. Yeah. So we've got to step away from this optimistic planning that, ooh, I'll get all that done. Or also we do, I'm in so much trouble. I'm so far behind. I have to get all that done. Yeah. And then we just start throwing a bunch of stuff on our I almost said crap. We start throwing a bunch of stuff on our list that we're going to get done today, and there's not a snowball's chance that anything is going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I had a friend that used to say, just light the fuse, you know, so the rocket is going to launch when the fuse, you know, when it gets to the end of the fuse, and then you have to figure out how to get it all done in that. And, you know, sadly, that works, but only only once in a while. (laughs) Yeah, and you can light all the fuses you want, but if you've got 18 things on your list to do and you got an hour, it's just not going to happen. No, it's true. And then there's the part of my brain that's kind of like, huh, I wonder what that explosion's going to look like. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see. Oh, man. Yeah, so all the other thing that happens is we do this over and over again, and we think it that we're the problem. Yeah. And what's really the problem is, is our pet, our opt our optimistic planning and that we're just not dancing with reality yeah fair enough which is it's yeah it sets us up for defeat it's uh, being totally totally optimistic every day it reinforces that deep belief mm. that i'm a failure i can't get stuff done i'm a screw up i'm a screw up nobody can count on me i can't count on me you know all of those things that we tell ourselves yeah it's ironic that the that the answer to that is pessimism it is, isn't it? <laughs> okay, so but pessimistic planning is just the idea then that we 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 hack things off the list, like we don't. Right. Okay. Right. I'd rather have you have one thing on your list and get it done than have twenty things on the list that you don't get done. Yeah. Because the reality is, we get the one thing done, we can always bring something else in, right? 
which we're likely to do anyway. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not saying have one thing on your list because that's not realistic for life either. But we want to have fewer. Um, some people say three things on their list. Some say five. I think it's got to be more of a how much time is this going to take? Yeah. You know, I had, I don't know, eight things on my list today, but but three of them were really quick phone calls. Isn't that good? Doesn't that feel good? When yeah. You get those knocked out? Yeah, so boom, 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 those are done. So I have five things on my list that's more realistic that I can get them done. Okay. Well, that's good. Okay. Yeah. So so the other the trick to this also is to have along with having fewer things on our list, keeping it short, is matching the list to the amount of time we actually have. Yeah. If you've got a day full of meetings, whatever, and you maybe have an hour to get some work done. It doesn't make sense to think you're going to get a bazillion things done. It's true. It's true. And this is where I just, yeah, I mean, I'm so disheartened sometimes by trying to actually estimate how long something's going to take that I'm just like, ah, I'm putting it on the list. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. And that's why, and we've talked about this in previous podcasts. That's why we want to get skilled at breaking things down into smaller steps so it's easier to estimate. It's true. That is the key to estimating. And that's yeah. where we can use that t-shirt sizing thing that we that t-shirt sizing thing that we did. I don't remember what it wasn't that long ago. No, it wasn't. Um yeah. That's okay. okay. Yeah. So that's so we want to match our list to the time that we actually have. And we also want to add wiggle room in there. Yeah. You know, our lists are often built on this um premise that we are we get started on things easily. We stay focused. We don't get pulled off track. We don't get interrupted, yada, 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 all of that stuff. So it's pure fiction. <laughs> it is absolute fairy tale land. Yeah. It's not even historical. It's hysterical fiction. <laughs> <laughs> True enough. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we, so notice listeners, are you pests? Are you being an optimistic planner? Probably. Yes. And how can you start to adjust into what are three to five things I can add more if I need to? I How much time do I actually have to work on things? What's the reality of how I'll stay distracted and such? Um, all right. So that's what we want to lead towards. Nice. Yeah. Because you know what's cool is when your end of your work day happens and you've got everything done or almost everything done on your list. And that starts to reinforce this belief that, wow, I'm a person who can get stuff done. Okay. Okay. I'm going to take your word for that. <laughs> so what's your next step, Dr. Johnson? I'm just going to be a pessimist when I'm planning. I, I think okay. that's, um, that's good. Yeah. That's, that's my next step for, for this one. Obviously just, Gotta, gotta have and this in mind when I'm planning. What a, what a couple of my clients do is this is hard to do. It's hard to get to shift this habit. Is um, one guy I was talking to the other day. He says, "Okay, I make my realist my optimistic list, and then I put it all through the really test." Oh, yeah, the really test. I like you know, that. really, David, you're really going to do that, and you're really going to do that, and you're really going to do that, and so that that really. You're really gonna have time for all of that. That's a balancing act for me because if I spend too much time going, are you really? You really think you're gonna? You're really gonna? I might just go. You know what? <laughs> you're right. I'm not gonna get right. any of this done. Any I'm out. of this done. 
Well, I want you to get things done. I know. We I'm have kidding. big plans. I'm kind of kidding. Okay. Yeah. Good. Just kind of. Just a little. All right. So. Okay. Pass- pessimistic planning. Be an Eeyore. <laughs> Be an Eeyore. Okay. Our second step is to plan at the right time of day. Oh. I don't know if we've talked about this one. I, I mean, I, I know what my answer is going to be to the right time of day, but I guess what you're saying is that it's different for yeah. each of us. Okay. Yeah. So time management gurus all say plan the night before. Plan your next day the night before. Oh, yeah. See, no, I can't do that. Like, you, right. you want me to not sleep? <laughs> then have me think about all this stuff I need to get done the next day. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, uh-uh. exactly. Yeah. Um, And, like, I can't plan the night before because I don't, it all changes in the morning. Yeah. I mean, it, it, by the time morning comes, it's, I, I've got different, you know, something else is going on or whatever, or else um, the night before I'm ready to shut down the computer and go dancing off to life. I don't, you know, the last thing I want to do is at five o'clock. Okay, Dana, now you're going to sit down here and plan tomorrow. Yeah. Uh-uh. No, no. Especially if I got things done. The last thing I want to do is make myself feel like there's more to do. Yeah. And that's that. That's that. It's an emotional thing, but that's how it hits me. And I'm with yeah. you. Like the context is completely different the next day. Yeah. Like, like somehow, <laughs> whatever I thought I was going to do, you know, today, yesterday is kind of like, <laughs> I don't know what that guy was thinking, but. <laughs> yeah. And so the way that I teach people to plan is we have a framework of the the week, the the larger picture things. And so the, during the day that we're adjusting and working within that for what we intend to get done the day. Nice. So what, for listeners, what I encourage you to do is notice. I know that I, for years, said to you, everyone says you have to plan at night. I could never plan the night before. I just couldn't do it. And that meant I never planned. Right. And that meant nothing really ever got done. Yeah. And, or if it did, it was like, you know, the comet going through the sky once every 40,000 years. <laughs> um, so notice when are you able to plan? Yeah. Is, are you a first thing in the morning person? Is it when you sit down at your desk? Is it before you leave the office? Some people do better planning before they go to bed. What works for you? And God bless you if that's you. That you yeah. can plan somehow the day before or the night before or whatever. That's great. And and I, I, I get I get the thinking, right? Some people say, well, it's it's swimming around in your subconscious anyway. You write it down and then you're able to to, to let it go or whatever. And I get yeah. some of that. But yeah, I don't, I have got to turn my brain, my work brain off or, mm-hmm. or else it will haunt me. And I, and I, you know what I mean? Like I got to get, yeah. take the exit ramp when it comes. Otherwise, man, I'm, I'm staying on the highway and that's not good for anybody. No, it's not good for anyone. So notice what's realistic for you. What works for you? What do you need? And if you can't plan when you think you should, you know, that should is that word we don't really like to use because that's someone else telling us what ought to work for us. Mm -hmm. If you can't plan when you think you should, shake it up, mix it up, try something else and see what sticks. Good. That's good thinking. Because what's important is you have an idea of a few things you need to do each day to move your big goals and ideas forward. Yeah. Yeah. And that connects back to the, who do you want to be? Yep. Good. Yeah. I appreciate that reminder. Yeah. 
Speaking of reminders, mm. thank you for that beautiful segue. It was completely David. accidental. <laughs> I know, because <laughs> you were looking you were looking out the window or something. Anyway, um, the third thing, our third step for realistic planning, if you've got ADHD, is we need reminders. We have, remember our ADHD code? Remember you'll forget? Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. You know, any idea that, oh, I will remember to plan every day without some sort of an alarm, an alert, a reminder or something, it's not going to happen. It's true. Hey, and this is one of the, for me, even though I have gotten so good at my daily planning at knowing first thing I do, I sit down at my desk and I plan the day before I open the email, before I do anything else, I take three minutes and figure out the day, is I still have that reminder. That's good. Because if that, if I don't remember to do it, nothing works. And I like the idea you have this in your notes. I don't think you've said it exactly. So I'm going to, hey, can I say it? it you, mm-hmm. you said accept that you're going to need the alarms and the reminders. And I think that's a nice notion to not treat the reminder as a judgment. Right? Exactly. Hey, idiot, you forgot to do the, or you're so dumb that you never would remember to do this if you didn't get a reminder. Like, you know, that that voice needs to just be gone. And, and yeah. no, actually, actually, it's a tool. And, you know, every good worker has tools. And this is a tool. Yeah. yeah. And that idea, I am so smart, I shouldn't have to have a reminder. There's that should again. It's and that I, should. And I've, ha- I've worked with people like that because by the time people are privately working with me, they're really smart people. Not that they're working with me. That's not what I'm saying. But they're just, I mean, these are professionals, attorneys, doctors, yada, yada, yada. You know, I'm not, I don't, anyway. No, I know exactly what you're saying. These are not, these are not not, uh, people that (laughs) are idiots. These these are people who are fully capable of, of all sorts of, you know, great things in life. And they still need reminders. And they still need reminders. And some, um, one guy I work with, and um, he listens, so I know you know who he is. He's he's brilliant. He's very successful. And he needs three alarms in the morning because the first one, we just had one planning alarm go off. It didn't always catch it. Okay. He was maybe in a different space that day than okay. he, because he's you know, kids and sometimes he's doing something else. So we finally realized his ticket to more consistently remembering to plan is three alarms, half an hour apart. Okay. Yeah. I bet that feels good when you've already planned before the third alarm goes off. (laughs) Yeah, because then you can delete the other ones, right? Yeah, Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah, but we got got to have that safety net. Well, it's, it's it's smart, and that is actually a sign of intelligence, right? Knowing that exactly. you need the tool, and accepting the fact that you that you need the tool. And whose standard is it anyway that says you shouldn't need the tool? I mean, that's, <laughs> that's right. Like telling a mechanic that you shouldn't need a wrench, you should just be able to turn that nut. But you know, like okay, all right. Fine. Or the the carpenter that they can chew the board in half with their teeth, sure, or their fingernails. That's efficient. <laughs> <laughs> but they should be able to because beavers can do be that, able. right? Beavers can do that. <laughs> Lower life forms can do that. Jeez. Yeah. All right, David and my friends. So our three steps to realistic ADHD planning. Number one, become a pessimistic planner. 
be an Eeyore? What can you really do? And run it through that really test. Number two, plan at the right time of day for you. Just because the world tells you you need to plan in the evening doesn't mean that that's going to work for you. Test different things, mix it up and see what works. And our third thing for realistic planning is use those reminders, alarms, alerts, whatever you need to do to remember to be able to plan. Good stuff. Good stuff. It's very Good practical. Stuff. Oh, I am nothing if not practical. Well, that is true. I don't know about the nothing part, but you are definitely practical. <laughs> Pragmatic is my middle name. Is it? I didn't know that. No. Dana P. Rayburn. Dana P. Rayburn. Yeah. No, no that's, not, that sorry. doesn't have the right ring to it. Uh-uh. Yeah. Dip. Dipper. <laughs> Dippy. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <sighs> All right, David, everybody go out, kick yourself some ADHD, and have a great week. So what do you think? Is Kick Some ADHD making a difference in your life? If so, join the movement. Help Dana and me help more people. Just share Kick Some ADHD with your people and leave a rating and review in your podcast app. It does help us spread the word that living with ADHD doesn't have to be so hard. <laughs>